So let's pull up a chair. <clears throat> After hours here on Life is Our Reality, whatever time you happen to stop. And I want you to grab a favorite drink of yours. If it takes a little bit of work to make it, feel free to make it. Pause and, you know, this is so worth it. I found ways of saving, and I'm going to probably do more episodes on this because I really feel like I'm becoming known for coffee. I found ways of saving and conserving and keeping coffee going, even in the after hours, even in the evening, even at night when it's, um, you know, considered late, but some coffees can actually put you to sleep. I learned this from being... Um, coming from kind of the community family homeless shelter that we were at, the program that we were in. Um, there was a mom. She inspired me a lot. And even though, you know, there were lifestyle differences and things like that as far as, like, how to do things or, like, just differences in that way, she was the one who inspired me the most and, you know, to this day, I think, you know, well, think of how she would do it. Because she had, um, she's got ten children. And she would drink coffee at night. She was somebody who had to have sugar in her coffee. But she would drink it at night. And she would still kind of get going. She was motivated. And, um, when she needed to be up in the morning, she'd be up getting the kids ready in the morning. And it was really, really inspiring to see that she didn't have to have this big um, claim about herself that she had a badge of, you know, business or some kind of like prestigious job or whatever that being a mom thing and just many different ways of hustling when it came to being a parent and stuff that that was her she she was like really proud that she's doing it we'll talk about hustle in this episode too because I just I grew up with that word I love that word I don't really care I'm not even trying to tone it down because I don't think it just has to mean money or any of that so we're going to talk about this stuff but come on let's celebrate yourself I'm celebrating myself right now by being here recording. Um, putting it on. Um, starting my after hours morning. By just celebrating and we're going to get into a lot of things that you think you have to do. Maybe you've put yourself through over the years. Maybe you're kind of doing that now. and Things that you don't even have to do, really. So, 
because I get very serious on the on this podcast. I do it because I feel like not a lot of us are reflecting enough on our lives. And I also, let's face it, do it for an outlet, outlet purposes, right? And I'm not going to try to fluffy it up and say I don't create for myself because I definitely do. But there are a lot of things that you think you have to do that you don't actually have to do. And so the first thing, when you're a very self-sufficient person and or you're very like independent, like there's something in you that's independent, that doesn't mean you have to decide. If you want to decide and you feel like it's deep within you to decide, that's great, but that doesn't mean you have to make this ultimate life decision one way or the other. If you're independent inside, maybe you still enjoy the company of somebody who understands you or who's who uh, has grown up similarly but not too similar that kind of complements with their opposite. And you can definitely decide to enjoy that as something that is company, as something that is wanting to be together but not as a need kind of a deal and you can decide that something like marriage and companionship is is a plus it's something that you do in spiritual growth together and maintaining your independence can still be very very much balanced or you can decide to enjoy this time and not have any kind of pressure to be married, not have any kind of pressure to include this kind of company in your deep life, but only have your kind of deep life to yourself, if that's what you want to do. But you really don't have to make this ultimate life decision either way to jump into one or the other, and this is what you're going to do the rest of your life. You can really go in on that and see what works for each phase of your life. And if you do decide to have that spiritual companion and be married, you can decide, you know, what phase are you in in your life? You can be aware of the phase based on what you're doing, what you're feeling, things like this. And you can decide, am I going to focus more on the collective the duo or myself and you don't have to be alone to focus on yourself that's it's kind of my point you don't have to be married to be valuable and you certainly don't have to decide to be alone to focus on yourself because there's always going to be obligations And different different ways in which you're not going to be alone anyway. Like you're going to have to be interdependent in some way. And so ultimately deciding that you're going to be alone isn't really that big of a deal anymore. Like nowadays it's just it's not a huge thing. It's it's really admirable in a lot of different ways. 
as far as like kind of being a little bit different, a little more adventurous. A lot of people are doing it nowadays for different reasons because there's a survival component to it. And that comes with its own admirations as far as discipline and all that kind of stuff and like emotional. But what you find is that There's a part of your life where you need to change into not being so committed to the same familiar life structure that you're in. And that's going to include whether you're married or not married. The other thing is that sometimes you feel like you have to decide right then. And I just did an episode against institutions, right? So this is going to be counter counterintuitive. Based on a lot of my own reflections, a lot of these insights I do, I'm not necessarily conversating with anybody. I'm doing these insights on my own. And then, it, you know, as bonus, I conversate with people. Um, and it really depends on kind of where it's going in life and if there even needs to be a conversation to begin with. But you get into a state where you feel as if you have to decide for life that you're no longer going to even test institutions and you have that freedom to be a testing ground if you want to as long as you feel like as long as you don't feel like you're being emotionally manipulated or taken advantage of you can go bounce from church to church bounce from therapy office to therapy office bounce from school to school and just have fun taste testing everything and not feel the need to bash. Even if you know everything I'm telling you, it doesn't really, it's not good enough to say, well, fuck all this, right? Because we live with integration in institutions, and you know. That's how we've always communicated. And I think we're, we're coming into a place of choice. And you should choose to get away from an institution and that you don't need it only when you've really ultimately decided that that's what you need to do. Not because you feel as if you have to. And there are different uh, alternative forms of institution. There are different hybrid institutions altogether. There are different institutions that are geared more towards people who are kind of modernizing or progressing or getting away from and so you don't have to be stuck in this all or nothing um thinking and if you still want spiritual community for instance um you can still get spiritual community in an alternative environment in an alternative setting in um, a more modern kind of newer church with a kind of community that is for you but you have to do a lot of searching and you have to be willing to probably go places that are unfamiliar to you in any kind of deciding to do something different or taste test or any of this. Because there's not all just right religions. 
there are different options. There are many different options. And there's not all just forms of spirituality that are religion-based. Some of it is very self-based, but has some community components if you to balance your ambiversion if you want that. So another thing, and I'm going to kind of hit home with this, I think you don't have to be, you don't have to decide that you're against for yourself, that you're against something. So if you did choose to be married or you did choose to be in any kind of relationship, you don't have to decide that you're against being a loner and you can still have your times where you're very individual, where you're very independent. And you can have your times where you're very much, you know, just your things where you're like, they are, no way are they interested in this, but I sure am. And I'm going to, you know, we live in an age with all this freedom that you can still enjoy your interests. You might have to find ways to do this. And that might be why you think you can't even have any kind of company. Um... Because newsflash, you can have all different kinds of relationships that don't even have to be about marriage. And they can serve you and you can serve them and they can work. And you can have your interests where it's like, no, there's no way this person or this group that I'm in or these people or as close as this, you know, this uh, person might be to me or whatever. Or so close, we're, we're like twins or whatever it is, right? There, There's no way they're going to be interested in this, but I am all in this. And I'm going to do this in my own time and I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, and they're going to have their interest in whatever they're doing. And they're going to enjoy their self. And it's hard to do that. And if you can kind of do that on a mental level, if it's spiritual, that's great. It's fine. Like we need our individualism. If you can do that where you're not having to spend money to go separately traveling nowadays where things are so virtual. I was a part of a uh, community church at one point because I felt like I was half testing it and I was getting really involved in it. And it was virtual and, uh, you know, my husband supported me and uh, there was some financial contribution. You know, this is kind of once we had quit our job that we didn't like and all that kind of stuff and we had been trying to figure out what we wanted to do and so I was a part of this trying to figure out my spirituality and it was like a total virtual church it was like an alternative kind of Christ consciousness church really really interesting stuff um, eventually I realized it was more based on and I think a lot of churches today are more based on the pastor um, and I still have enjoyed the pastor's work and things like this. And he, he put out a lot of music and that was my spiritual kind of evolving as to what Jesus could be. Um, but there were still some backwards things and there were still some reasons that I decided that it didn't work permanently. But at that time, I think it, it did help me to empathize with those backwards things because they were so forward in other areas that I was willing to go there, um, on a more empathetic level. And so some of these interests and things that you're going to have on your own outside of 
kind of your relationships are going to be so good for you. And some of them might not even be permanent. This podcast has never felt temporary, which is kind of funny. So it is one of those things that's set in over time and marinated. But it took a lot of realization and understanding that this is the case. And I had to ask myself, why am I doing this? And sometimes you're, the people in your life will merge with those interests and it ebbs and flows and they kind of, um, they want to, they kind of do it for fun for a little bit and then they, you know, go do something else and it kind of ebbs and flows in this way, you know, but we're not in an age anymore where we have to decide like that, oh, this doesn't work for me whatsoever. I'm never going to do this. Because that's, you're setting yourself up for a life where you don't necessarily have. If you decide something and you're just stuck on that decision for the rest of your life. Oh, well, that's it. I can't go back now. I can't explore even different options and iterations of any of this. Then you're losing to yourself and you're losing autonomy that you have in yourself and you're losing adventure and you're kind of you're going to lose the ability to properly hone your skills at meditation at what it really means to appreciate being alone if you're alone all the time you're never really going to appreciate it there's no way um, there's going to be times, because we're all human, right? There's going to be times where you're going to wish your life was different. You're never going to fully appreciate what it means to be alone if you have it all the time. Having said that, if you're with somebody all the time, you're never going to really appreciate being with, present with them. Because you haven't made the required time for yourself. Just like if you're by yourself all the time. And you don't, you know, you'll get so caught up in your own rabbit hole, you might get obsessed over your rabbit hole, but you'll need that rabbit hole to appreciate time with yourself because you haven't put in the required work to learn to create this time with yourself because, well, you half always have it, but then the other half is being interdependent. So... Making these all-or-nothing decisions anymore, I don't think that's the way society is nowadays. I don't think it's the way it's continuing to go. But a lot of us get stuck um, in this, and some of us are kind of... Um, a lot of us are millennial-based that have done this. Um, I think different generations that are a little more modern than us uh, would get this, would understand this. Um, there's another family there that was a newer generation, newer than millennial. I believe it was Gen Z. Um, I'm not too, too much. And it might've been somewhere on the alpha spectrum, but in their twenties and they understood this like to a, to an extreme, like, oh my God, it was crazy. Like their life would ebb and flow so much that there were times where they were more to themselves and times where they were fully, fully together. And it depended on where they were at in their life and their even their living arrangements. 
but they understood it to where they didn't let it break their family. They didn't feel like it dictated. And there might be a lot of things they have to deal with. So, But they inspired me in that way too. Like they didn't let it dictate their relationship itself at the time. And so we don't always know what's going on with people. So, excuse me, being overly involved in yourself is going to be better than even judging that what you think is in somebody else. And eventually when you become so involved in celebrating yourself and tending to your needs even, which doesn't always look, you know, sometimes it could look like you're writing a lot. Sometimes it could be very messy. It's not always pretty. But other times it could be beautiful. Um, and it's all beautiful anyway. But some, you're, you're tending to yourself and you get to a place where you're tending yourself to yourself so much. You don't really have time to even put in the work and the heavy lifting of judging other people. Because you get so involved in your own self and you realize yourself is constantly changing, constantly moving, shifting growing that you're putting more time into that than into judging even your closest people and so relax you might have a major disagreement and flaw and you might be feeling like bad about somebody else's life decision right now or you might be feeling like this is why I would never do this or well, I put this, I set this in stone. This is it. This is what I'm I'm stuck with and I can't cry about it because this is what I've decided. Who am I to even want to, you know, who am I to even not like certain things about this? Who am I? And yeah, it's good to learn not to complain and to be more grateful, of course. But it is okay We're not taught this enough. It's okay to have off years, off days. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel discontent. Like, it's normal. The key is to be able to cope and to be able to get back into a place of peace. When I knew I had to let something go on a phone call, getting back to that, because that was a really profound moment, I could hear how happy she was and in that moment it was the most judgment-free moment I've had that's why I recorded it twice on my podcast and that's why I did two different iterations of what was going on in life the first it's like okay we're getting on with life we're we're out and about we're doing things and the second iteration was going really deep into it and I did that because on purpose because not because you hit the wrong episode and you hit play on the same episode twice, but <laughs> because it's showing the dimensions, the multidimensional life that you're living right now. Your mind could go into these other deep closeted dimensions while you're out and about doing other things, or you could just be simply out and about doing other things moving on. But either way, you're multidimensional in doing so. And this peace that came over me 
in letting her be happy was that, you know what, she's currently content, she's currently happy in her life, and she's making that really, really clear in her own way, um, and wanting me to know, and even in the tone of the voice, like, you can hear when somebody's happy, and I started to feel... You know when you're supposed to kind of like make plans with with somebody and you feel bad about, oh, I never called them back and it's been, you know, I'm supposed to make plans with them this week and I got busy doing other things and I never really made the time. It's sort of why I even felt like I needed to know in the first place because there had been a lot that had been done in our life to help us by this person and I appreciate and have appreciated the friendship in that way so much and appreciated the relationship and the closeness even if a lot of that was very intense and everything else and the relationship itself was very much a fast-paced relationship I was grateful to have the time of being busy. I was grateful to have the time of transitioning into summer. But I felt at the same time this guilty gratitude. I think guilty gratitude is a good term that I want to start using on this podcast. I want to do episodes about it because it's where you're you're grateful to the point of being guilty to somebody. And I think in some ways that can show you parts of yourself that where you're very much willing to go that you need to go within yourself and once you see that others are at peace they didn't actually they ended up having other plans that allowed themselves to be busy they didn't need you to follow through to them even though you you said you would they didn't really need it because other things came up in their own life and if you really care about somebody and you, you love somebody, even in the process of letting go, you'll feel that. You'll feel happy for them. You won't feel in judgment. It's a very peaceful, even positive letting go. It doesn't, you know, in de-escalation, in, in kind of uh, changing direction even, it doesn't have to end or go into a state of gossip or go into, you know, here we, we do all these crazy things and just gossiping about each other and judging each other when we can just simply be like, look, I guess we haven't had a chance to keep in touch. That doesn't automatically make people your enemy. And that's where people misrepresent themselves or they misrepresent their work in religion or spirituality because there are some commonalities between what you're representing sometimes and in realizing and recognizing this it's essential to know that you have to have some kind of not so much a closure where you're writing an email uh, like a fuck you email I'm better than you kind of thing because that just that's you're exercising your bitterness at that point you're exercising your pain at that point. Um, 
you're burning some energy without burning it all the way through. And that is not going to be a helpful ritual for you. It's, you know, somebody else is going to see an email that way or um, a text that way or a voicemail that way. And they're going to go, well, you clearly have not gotten over this. Like, and they're not going to want to resolve things because, like, look, you got a lot of work on yourself to do. And um, if I try to get involved, I'm, I'm just getting in your way at this point. Um, regardless of maybe I was wrong. But I've told you I was sorry already. And trying to maintain a friendship and doing something or, or in, uh, having a friendship, it's, there's always going to be something thrown in, in somebody's face and doing that. The ritual that you actually need in closure is... actually going in and having a quick maybe conversation with somebody and if you need to say something for like 60 seconds to two minutes now is your chance go for it say something and then have a peaceful goodbye take care and if something else needs to happen they'll reach out to you if they are not themselves over a lot of things. They might try to reach out to you. And you can decide then and it can be a pivotal moment for you. But you'll have whatever closure you needed from that phase of your life. Maybe the thing you don't need to say is anything intense. It's just like, well, I'm really happy for you. Good. I'm glad you're having fun. It might not even need to be, oh, I appreciate everything you've done. Although it could be as well. But you've, you might have already said that in the past. And so it could be a little less serious than that. But we need to learn to celebrate ourselves and be okay with our life and the phase in our life that we're in. There is no ultimate decision that you have to allow it to dictate the rest of your life. And if you're so stuck in, I will not do this, I will not do that, then again, you're always going to be interdependent. You're going to be interdependent and parasitic, really, because you're parasitic towards your interdependentness instead of letting your interdependentness kind of flow the way it's going to flow. There might be something that you can get from others as a contribution in living arrangements, as a contribution in any kind of family dynamics or anything that is okay, but it's going to be way too overthought and way too, the interdependence itself is going to be way too active if you don't learn to balance that. And that includes being in a marriage. That includes being in a really, it's not just about, you know, family dynamics. So don't overthink that, but in a nutshell, that is finding balance, really. And aside from, like, if you made really bad decisions, like, the bad decisions, depending on your context of what it is and what circumstances it led you to, you can even, I mean, there are people online who have gotten out of prison 
who now can tell you what it's like in there to help you out if you um have been if you're going through a situation with yourself or your loved ones um there are people that um all kinds of things go on and they somehow find that collect that kind of strength to still have their creativity in it and it might be seen as very very shameful if they've done something really really bad and it could be and you might not even feel like it relates to you sometimes to have different people with different life circumstances and all that kind of stuff that's why we have choices in what we do or engage in but it's the point is it's cool that we even have a choice in life we're not force-fed books we're not force-fed we're not being disallowed books either and um some of you might be over political about fear in that that whether that will happen eventually or whether or not we uh, are being manipulated and you know again and you can continue to go knowing all of this maybe you still go to your church knowing all of this and agreeing with me but you don't know quite how to get out of it and you have to navigate how much is it actually benefiting like do you feel like you're actually serving enough in that church that you're using your spiritual gifts that you're able to use your spiritual gifts and let them breathe that your church is different or you feel different about your church versus others and i i don't really care like that has no bearing on me if that's how you feel like i admire people who are able to really withstand a lot of that and still be very spiritual for spiritually free um it makes me wonder what it is exactly if you're very spiritual free in meditation and things like this what is it exactly you know it might just be that sense of family um, but that's not really for me to decide or to convert, to deconvert anyone. It's just going over the intense feelings that we get sometimes. It's going over the intenseness. And with a bit of updating you, a little bit of an outlet, some selfishness in this, some selfish sharing in this even. Fine, I admit it, I don't really care. I feel like that when we're helping other people, we should be having some kind of a motivation to do that. And I definitely, it's worth even the few times a year or the weekly DMs that I do get from people. Some people are really, really wishing that we were on WhatsApp talking and can I have your WhatsApp because those conversations can mean so much to people and it really means a lot to me that you guys even will take the time and, and it's brave to even, you know, you feel like you know me so well, you miss me, that kind of thing. That's really brave. Um, and that kind of thing. Um, and it doesn't mean that my WhatsApp is for everybody, but it definitely means that it's the feedback is appreciated. The connection that we've made on the podcast is appreciated. And I really do appreciate your time here with me. And I hope that this is helping you celebrate yourself no matter where you're at in life. And what you're doing this Sunday. 
And remember, you get to decide that. And if you have to do a lot of heavy duty, sit down with somebody and communicate with them if they're a big part of your life, then that's what you have to do. We all have to do that. Even if it's a matter of interdependence and you're completely alone. You have to do that too. Uh, maybe it's in a different way, like updating things with your landlord or um, doing a lot of your your deep work and then translating it into communication with somebody. Um, it can come in many different forms. We all have to have serious communications at times and at other times it can be measured with ingredients where you're measuring your communication to somebody else in measuring cups and you're you're careful about how much you put in you put in enough but it's not too much right so i hope that this has helped you celebrate yourself listen to your favorite music have a workout i love doing that that's one of my favorite ways have your favorite drink a conscious drink and um be in with yourself, you know, if that's engaging in, in some creative work from others, whether that's a book or a podcast or a video or whatever it is, enjoy that for what it is. If it's sitting in silence, enjoy that for what it needs to be for you. And with that, take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other, and uh, let's continue to connect. <laughs>